What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Boys Podcast, episode 19, and the whole gang is here tonight. Let's go. Delby, Carl, me, and Let's we'll have go. a special guest on here in a little bit because we like throwing surprises at y'all. So, week five is in the books, starting to get a little bit of a shape as to what's kind of going on in the league. Uh, some not-so-good things in terms of horrific injuries, but we'll get into that. Uh, we're going to start off with... An NFC least team. We're going to start off with the Philadelphia Eagles and their loss to their in-state rival, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Delby, your team, go ahead. Uh, I watched the whole game. Um, it was. Well, I, hope, I hope so. Yeah, I know. But uh, there were some good. There were some good things surprising that came out of the game for me. Um, Carson Wentz was not one of them again. Uh, <laughs> no. He hasn't had been a good part. I wouldn't even say the 49ers game, really. Um, but uh, surprisingly, our offense put up points against the Steelers. So the score was higher. Um, I think it was closer than it was. Um, I think we had a, like we had definitely had a chance to – we missed a field goal in the fourth and um, would have went up by one, and they ended up – throwing the ball to Claypool again, and he scored a touchdown um, again. But, um, again, yeah. Uh, Fulgham, man, I love that dude. I, I love how we continue to keep bringing up these no-name receivers, and they're putting up numbers like Greg Ward did last season. Um, so, it's just, I mean, that's that's a positive thing to see. Um, I've always liked that. But in terms of my team, uh, it's terrible. I, I hate it. Um Jim Schwartz running the defense has been disastrous this season, which I never thought I'd say. Um, Doug Peterson calling the plays has been trash. We need an offensive coordinator in there immediately. And I, I still I think we need to put in uh, Jalen Hurts for a drive or two, see what he's made of. I mean, he made one pass, I think, last game for what I saw. Um, but that's not enough. I don't think that's enough. Um, I don't think if Wentz goes down and then we just throw him in there, he's going to with no experience, he's, I mean, he's not going to be amazing, but I'd like to see him get in some reps on the field. And then the defense, defense isn't bad. It's just injuries, man. Injuries have just killed us this year. Um, but he, but with what I've been seeing, I still don't think we'd be a contender um, if we got everyone back. I really don't believe so. I mean, we we might be a contender for the division because the division's so bad, but as, as far as Super Bowl, no. But that's all I have to say. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna let Buddha give his kind of response, and then Carl and I are, and then Carl and I are gonna go into stats. Man, why y'all always gonna set me up to make it seem like I'm just gonna talk bad about them Eagles, man? Uh, you do really, you do a lot of the time. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! You do. Listen, listen, listen. You know, keep hearing this talk that the NFC leads, you know, these horrible teams, but how every single team is bad. Um, you know, I mean. I'll go into more detail about my team. I don't think my team's bad. I don't think we can be considered bad yet. Um, Stop. Hasn't even been hit half the season yet. So we don't really don't know nothing about the NFL right now. Um, but with the Eagles, we do know for one thing about the Philadelphia Eagles. They are, lost to the Giants. Fact, they are, in fact, hot garbage. And it's not y'all's fault. It's the organization's fault for not picking up players and y'all continuing to have to use these we, practice players. We are terrible at drafting players. Terrible. I mean, Rigger, Rigger's a dog. Rigger's a dog. Y'all getting He's hurt, but I'm saying that's, no. enough, that's enough, though. We are terrible at drafting. But I'm I mean, like, you. 
and like like I could beat around the bush and of course be that Cowboys fan and say that y'all are bad, but I mean you also have to acknowledge the fact that you can't help it. It's not like these players are like are wanting to play with a bunch of nobodies. Like they, they want talent on the field. Like if I was, if I was Fletcher Cox, like I don't see how he's been there for that long. Because I, I would know. I would have been out the door, dude. But like it's amazing. But y'all kind of surprised me a bit with the Steelers. I feel like if Claypool didn't, uh, you know, wake up that day, I feel like, you know, y'all probably would have had a chance. So I'm not really going to talk bad about the Eagles. You already know my input about Hurts. So I feel like he should be starting over Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz has played like hot. Dude. I think you need to give him a couple series. That's what I say. I'd give him a quarter. I would literally give him a quarter. And then I probably would do – I'd give him second quarter. I would give I would give Carson Wentz the benefit of doubt for the next game. I'd give him the first quarter, and if he continues to play cotton garbage with what he has for just about every single game of the season, you bench him. It's that simple. Why? Why? Why not give him a chance? You drafted him. Like In the second I'm with two. you. I just don't think. I think a quarter is too much because if Jalen doesn't play good in that quarter, then we're down, and then you put Winston to try to get us back, and I don't think that's going to happen. So. And I definitely well, wouldn't well, do. But at that point, you know. At that I point, definitely you know, do. I definitely guy. wouldn't do it next game because you're playing the Ravens. So good. Well, you got to figure schedule. something out. This three-game stretch has been brutal. Dude, I'm just if, glad if we won a game. Y'all are smart. If y'all are smart, people, people talk about that. People talked about this with Dalton, and we're going to see whether or not he like, truly is a good quarterback going into this because a lot of backups still come into these games. They'll do well solely because of the fact that the defenses hasn't been studying them the whole week. Mm-hmm. It, it's a completely different look. So I, I would put Hurts in for this next game, dude, because they haven't got Phil one. He's been, he's been they got uh, zero. Like he's they got been one pass. Uh, imitating Lamar at a practice for the yeah, scout team. Yeah, I expected that. So. Hey, and I, was, I would throw it at him. I'd throw it at him immediately, yeah. I, I think Alrighty. that's what I said. Not second quarter, first quarter. And now Carl and I get to throw stats at everybody. Uh, the Steelers defeated the Eagles 38-29. to Chase Claypool, as Buddha talked about, was unconscious. Uh, I'll take the Eagles. Carl, take Pittsburgh. All right, Ben Roethlisberger, 27-34. for 34. Highly efficient day. Yeah, uh, three touchdowns, uh, no picks, 239 yards. Ray Ray McLeod. Yeah, we all had Ray Ray McLeod leading leading the uh, Steelers in rushing yards. He used Two to attempts. play for us, and he sucked. He got 58 yards on one of those carries, though. James Conner went for 44 and a score. Uh, Chase Claypool, 11 targets, 7 catches, 110 yards, 3 touchdowns through the air. Also added one on the ground. Uh, nobody else really got involved all that much. Uh, I have Eric Ebron, Juju, and James Washington all had more than three catches. And on the defense, Mike Hilton had eight tackles because it seems to be a theme that cornerbacks are going to lead the league in tackles this season. He also had a sack. And Nelson had two picks to round out the defense. All right, going on to Delby's Eagles, Carson Wentz, as we've talked about. Nah. 20 of 35, 258, two touchdowns, two interceptions again. I think that's what, up to 9, 10 now? Yep. He's, uh, he's, he's thrown 7 at maximum the every year of his career, and now he's already passed that, and we haven't even gotten halfway yet. Uh, he had Miles Sanders at 80 yards and two touchdowns on 11 carries. Just something about those Penn State running backs. Right. Um, Travis Fulgham, office pull, catches up again. Surprised he's still available in some leagues if he keeps producing like this. Ten catches, ten catches, 152 yards on a score. And Duke Riley added 12 tackles because that's all we, who we had leading the Eagles in tackles. Yeah, no. As far as next week, as I said, as we said, the Eagles are 
back at Lincoln Financial Field, which is hosting fans, which is probably not a good idea if the Eagles are playing this bad. They are hosting the Baltimore Ravens, and one of the games of the week next week, it is the Steelers traveling to Cleveland to take on the Red Hot Browns. Browns, baby. All righty, we're going to go to Indian. We're gonna, speaking of the Browns, we're going to go there. Oh, you. <laughs> you. I'm not ready. This would be the Indianapolis Colts losing to the Cleveland Browns 32 to 23. I'm going to give the floor here to Carl because we're going to we I'm just going to let him cover Philip Rivers. Okay. I want everybody to picture the worst display of decision making you can throwing the football. Okay, everybody got that picture? Yes. Now multiply it by 10, color it like an ass cheek, <laughs> and you got Philip Rivers. Bruno, you know who, you know what picture popped up in my head when I thought of that? Don't, don't. I'm not, I'm not, off. it's not, it's not. Oh, I thought of Kurtner. I thought of Kurtner when he played quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and you times it by 10. Oh, wow. He even had to disrespect Brute like that. Oh, good. Good. Not. <laughs> My goodness. Oh. But yeah, overall, overall, we just don't have a click in. The, the, oh, we just don't have a click in right now. The defense got exposed. Darius Leonard wasn't playing. Not that missing one player should make a that big of a difference, but it does. Um, we couldn't stop Baker Mayfield, which is probably the grossest thing that I said all day. It's a game we couldn't either. So. It's just, if Philip Rivers keeps turning the ball over, we're not going to win games. It's just that simple. I got to say, and this is kind of the same case as Delby is in, <laughs> give Jacob Eason a couple possessions. I'm not totally opposed to that. Who's your backup? Uh, right now it's Jacoby Brissett. Well, That's what I was about to say. What's wrong with Jacoby? I think I need to give yeah. Jacoby a shot. Who's the other one? I'm going to pay him. He is their fourth-round draft pick, Jacob Eason, out of Washington, who was who was who should have been going in the second round, so the Colts got him for a steal. My thing is, Jacoby Brissett last year, did, wasn't he like making like really good throws and was playing well for a short period of time? Yeah, he started the season last year throwing. Like, I, remember that, I remember that throw where like Eric Ebron made that crazy catch. I remember that was like the highlight of the year. Yeah. He, he started out last season really well. And then it kind of tuckered out towards the end. I will say I'm very happy that we drafted Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, it was, he's a dog. He's gonna be a, he's gonna be a good player. Making the offense look not as bad because he's he's running really efficiently at almost like four and a half. Here's what I will say, and I've been saying it for a while, and then we'll dive into stats. <laughs> Philip Rivers has to force the ball to T.Y. because y'all don't got anybody else catch the ball. I have two on my fantasy, dude. It's, it's he's been a letdown. It's been a letdown. He hasn't scored a touchdown since Andrew Luck was there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not just coming out the Colts to come at them, but like, I am. Y'all got to find a first round receiver. No second round draft picks. Y'all need to go and either draft a receiver at your first round pick this year, or you need to trade up and Carl, try to go get one of the. Carl, top didn't, didn't one of your good receivers like? Terrace Achilles or something like that, like the first game, or am I wrong? I know you had like a lot of injuries your first game, but. 
before the start of the season. Okay. Yeah. And uh, sorry, y'all are like skipping around, and I didn't know if y'all were done talking yet. But no, uh, yeah, Michael Pittman went down with a with some weird like calf injury that's like very rare. But he should be back by the end of the season if we're still in contention and need to get him time because we're not going to rush him back if it's not going to matter. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I'll take Cleveland and Carl will take his team, and then y'all can give y'all's input wherever you want to. Uh, as far as for the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield wasn't special, but when Phillip Rivers decides to be an ass cheek, don't need to be. Uh, 21 to 37, 247, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Kareem <clears throat> Hunt led the way on the ground with 72 yards on 20 carries. There was no Nick Chubb in this game as he had an injury. Uh, yeah, Jarvis Landry led them in receiving with four catches for 88 yards. Rashard Higgins and Kareem Hunt caught Baker's two touchdown passes, and the interceptions went to Rodney Harrison, and then the greatest name that I've ever seen. His name is Sheldrick Redwine. Yep. Picked it's off almost, Philip Rivers. It's almost, as good, it's almost as good as Rocky Sin. Don't disrespect my boy Rocky, Rocky Sin. Sin. Um, yeah, I'll let Carl take the Colts stats. Phillip Rivers, 21 for 33, 243 yards, two dreadful interceptions. Just go back and watch them, they're terrible. Jonathan Taylor, 12 carries, 57 yards, and a touchdown. T.Y. Hilton led the way. He was the only Colt that had over two catches. So he had six catches for 69 yards. Um, Zach Pascal didn't do much. Nobody else really did a whole lot offensively. And on the defense, Bobby Ukariki with 10 total tackles and an interception four days after having thumb surgery, and he had a giant cast on. <laughs> um, as far as next week, as we talked about, Browns going to Pittsburgh to take that crazy good matchup. I will talk about predictions at the end. And the Colts the are hosting Joe Burrow and the Bengals. The Browns are not as good as their record. Agreed. I do because agree. they haven't they haven't played anybody. They played the Bengals, which Joe Burrow's good, but the Bengals aren't good. They played the Cowboys. Cowboys got an explosive offense with their defense. They just ate it up their defense. Um, the Colts, the Colts are okay, like Carl said. I mean, but Philip Rivers played like butt, and they played the Ravens and got killed. So, oh boy, <laughs> might be missing our game. But hey, Carl. Yeah, huh? It's time. Is it time? Yep. There's about to be a lot of hair in this podcast. Let's go. Not me. I got a haircut today. Oh, yeah, he did. Yo! Let's go. What's up, Jordan? How's it going? Good, man. Jordan, why does your voice sound so manly? Your voice ain't that deep, son. Hey, man. (laughs) Just jumping in the podcast and you already roasted me all. Uh, All right, Sandwich, Jersey time. Hold on. Oh boy, he's going to the Jersey wall. Who's his, who's his team? Minnesota. He's a Vikings fan. That's a hard one. Oh, go! Go! I told y'all who his team was the other day. I forgot. Hey, thank you for Everson Griffin. Yeah, for absolutely nothing because you can't produce worth crap. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Chill, chill. Gosh, dude. <laughs> Get him! Get off him, Buddha. He just got here. <laughs> what? Anyway. Anyway, Jordan, that is Buddha. That is Delby. Cowboys, as you can tell. Eagles. Okay. Okay, the fun rivalry. Oh, fun yeah, rivalry. it definitely gets interesting up, up around here. 
trying to figure out what jersey to wear. I can't decide. Breath, right now. The breath that Delby takes, and it's and it's bad. Bad. and it just sucks. <laughs> it's bad. Okay. I think I'm going color rush Kyle Rudolph. Nice. Oh, you're not going to go with prime time Kirk Cousins? Hey, chill. Don't, seriously. Buddha, get on him, bro. But it's his name. It's his nickname. Prime time Kirk, man. Mm. I added him to my fantasy team because of the deck injury. So he, he better be playing. You. I hope he comes to you. Because, man, it'd be Pat awesome McAfee. to have another person Pat come McAfee. to you. Pat McAfee literally calls him prime time Kirk. It's no disrespect. <clears throat> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God, Jordan! I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh man, all this is like unedited going on the podcast too. Like I don't care. <laughs> I've already called Philip Rivers and Ash Cheek four times, so they have these four. All right, all right. Where are we at? What'd y'all just do so far? Uh, went um, over we Philadelphia. Went the, we ran through the Eagles being not great and yeah, the, being an ass cheek. <laughs> okay, and, both hot topics right now. Yeah, okay. and you know, since since you're here and since you're new, and I know you have your own opinions because we've talked about them, let's go to Seattle. Oh, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> they're just pooping on him, dude. Uh, no, I, I mean, well, well, to be fair, yeah. I mean, this was going to be the first game when he got in here anyway, so. Yeah, that's true. So, they're good, obviously, but, like, it's just frustrating. I think that game was super frustrating from a Vikings standpoint because we dominated 58 minutes of the game. And the one minute and 53 seconds, they scored 21 points. That was great. What a lovely... uh lovely time to be a Vikings fan to see in a minute and 53 seconds we lost Dalvin Cook um, had a fumble a pick and gave up 21 points so that was like that was like peak Vikings for two minutes like <laughs> peak 2020 Minnesota yeah you got Madison though Madison ain't a bad backup is not bad but um don't know if I know I've talked to Carl Ian about this don't know if y'all seen the screenshot of that fourth and inches play called by Mike Zimmer I honestly 100% supported the decision because when we're a one-in-four football team, you get the first down, Russell Wilson doesn't see the field, you win the game. Um, You kick the field goal, you go into overtime. Because, I mean, you're not going to stop Russ if he wants to. But on that fourth down and inches run, Madison has the – you could drive a truck, like, through the gap. Like, if he just bounces it out right past P.J. Ham, there's nobody. It's a walk-in touchdown. He runs in his prime to the ran for 30 yards. Like, yeah, anyway, I don't know. I couldn't have made it. Like, he just, Madison's not an elusive runner. He's a power runner. And he was just thought he was going to bowl over Bobby Wagner, and that just did not happen. Yeah, he, yeah. Dude, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've seen, I mean, I, I, mean, I could have ran through that. <clears throat> he just, he doesn't have the, he's not the, the vision that Dalvin has, and Dalvin, I if mean, that's Dalvin, Dalvin nasty. It, it, it was tough because, like, that's the screenshot of that was just it was so it was so tough to look at because, like, it was it was such Especially a huge. Considering y'all were a one-win team going against one of the best teams in the NFL, and you played it, them that the MVP game. of the NFL, dude. 
but yeah, and we had him in check really that's the frustrating part is like we had him in check and then we honestly still should have won the game but Cameron Dantzler completely blew in coverage on DK it was fourth and ten they threw that ball up like it was about 40 yards in the air and like Cameron, instead of like going up and knocking it down on fourth down he tried to like dive and pick it off and DK just went up and got it and snagged it because it's DK Metcalf so like it was pretty. It was tough. Before or after Harrison Smith came for Cam Dantzler's neck? Oh, that was when. Like once he did that, he said, I uh, <laughs> "Yeah, he's it like, was." Uh, it's a lot closer game than I thought it was going to be, but just, it was. It, I, my we, whole thing is like losing part. close games. I'd rather get blown out than lose a game like that. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I don't know if y'all are as familiar with the Vikings' history as me, but. This season reminds me of 2013, and that's tough because, like, that was the last year of Leslie Frazier, and it was just the team basically was always in it, lost every game at the end when it mattered. And that's just, like, I love Zimmer, but it's almost like the team just isn't. Well, they just extended him, didn't they, this year? They gave him, it was a one-year extension. Okay. Yeah, him and Spielman, they pretty much locked in. Um, they want to lock Spielman and Zim together and pretty much Kirk, Spielman, and Zimmer are got to be a trio. If one's gone, they're all three gone. And um, But the thing is, we'd have to move on from Kirk like immediately after the season. Mm-hmm. So It's March. I can't remember the exact day in March, but March, we can get out and only have $10 million in dead money. But if it's after March, like we're not getting out of that contract. Yeah, like, doesn't his cap hit become like 40-some, like 30 high Million. Yeah, it's, it's up there. It's 45 in 2020. Yeah. Let's pay Kirk $45 million. See, and that's the thing. I'm not super... Obviously, I know I'm sometimes give Kirk too much, but I definitely think we do need to restart if we get rid of the coaches. I think he's gone. But I think a lot comes back to Zimmer. And he never, like... He just doesn't have faith in any of his quarterbacks. He doesn't trust all his offense. Ever. He never has. I mean, you look, he never even named Case Keenum a starter. Case Keenum took a team, well, he was the quarterback of the team to the NFC Championship. But he never even had faith in him. He never, he was always trying to run the ball. That's what one thing he said. Do you think it'd be different with Steph, uh, with Diggs still there? I think it would be because, I mean, one, I will say that's the most frustrating part of the season is watching your young, like, offensive-minded coach leave, go to the most dysfunctional organization in football, and be 4-1 and one, while you stick to your old head defensive coordinator who's 1-4 and four, and doesn't want to change the way he teams games. Yeah. He wants to play good defense and run the ball. But when you your defense is trash and you run the ball, you're going to lose by 20. Yeah. Hmm. There's somebody Man. else in here that knows about that. Yeah. Well, we were... <laughs> Yeah, y'all might have that part worse than us, but it's just frustrating because, like, definitely have high expectations this season, and we should have with the talent. So that's just like, I don't know. It's almost like the team just doesn't have the fight in it it used to have. And a lot of that, because you mentioned uh, my boy Everson Griffin, and I 100% think that's, if I had to say one player, that's the reason we're not good. Because he might not be, like, as good as he once was on the field, but he was, like, the soul of our defense. He gave the pregame speech every week. He was, like, everything about him. He was, like, the voice. 
Oh, I believe you because he's a, he's always yeah. the first to he's always the first to be cheering on the sideline, but the last to make a play. So you know, I guess, <laughs> I guess it is what it is. Yeah, but he um, yeah, because like I don't know if y'all remember a couple years ago when he missed time. Everson Griffin had um, he like went basically psycho for like three weeks. Yeah. He missed the game. It was the Bills game a couple years ago, and Josh Allen just completely dismantled us, our defense. I don't know if anyone else remembers that, but it was like yes. we were like an 18-point favorite to the Bills, like one of the biggest spread like in the in the entire league like in a long time because we had high expectations that year. We lost by like 20-something points to the Bills because Everson Griffin wasn't there. And it was like our defense that had no heart, and it's kind of exactly like that now. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm just looking at at Dobie's Christmas lights. Yes. (laughs) Just to kind of, like, dive into Kirk for a second, or just stat-wise, Cousins was 27-39 to for 249, two touchdowns, one pick. Not bad. Uh, Alexander Mattinson, 112 yards on 20 carries. Dalvin Cook, 65 yards, touchdown on 17 before he unfortunately got hurt. Dalvin was cooking, and that is what sucks. And he's been cooking all season. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you've seen the gap that he has in rushing yardage right now. Yeah, Adam, and he didn't even second half. Yeah, Adam Thielen, eighty yards, two touchdowns, nine catches. Eric Wilson added an interception for Minnesota. Carl, I'll let you take Seattle. All right, MVP front runner Russell Wilson, twenty for thirty-two, two hundred seventeen yards, three touchdowns. Actually, threw an interception. Good, good job, defense. Eric Wilson. Eric Wilson. Wilson on Wilson. Wilson on Wilson crime. Russell Wilson also led the Seahawks in rushing with 58 yards. Chris Carson had 52 and a touchdown. DK Metcalf, 11 target, brought in six of them for 93 yards and two scores. Will Disley bought in the other touchdown. On the defensive side of the ball. Hold on. Hold on. One-handed pick. One-handed pick. And Barton, with 14 total tackles, led the way. Cody Barton. Everywhere. As far as next week, Seattle's on a bye. And, well, I mean, Jordan, it's looking up. You're playing the winless Falcons, so. It really has been. Uh, let's go. Uh, I really hope the game gets postponed and we just don't fly. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I mean, I feel your pain because we're in this, like, inversive protocol because we just played them, so. Yeah. So, we are, we are, I don't know how, if we don't catch COVID from this, like, that's, a, I guess, a win because, like, we already played the Titans. And, like, right after their outbreak. Well, actually, it was technically during their outbreak. Yeah. Because they didn't scary. report one of their cases until afterwards. And then, now we get to play Atlanta, so. The only thing we're beating in 2020 is COVID, apparently. So. <laughs> And the Houston Texans. Yeah, <laughs> Houston Texans. Who else is going to get a coach fired? Me and Ian already got that covered. All right, who's we got, next? We got the Lions. And Lions! Patricia! Please do me the favor of talking about the Cowboys and Giants game before I get off. That was exactly where I was going. Thank you. Uh, Thank but you. Here's the thing. Before Buddha gets into it, uh, all of us just hated to see what happened to Dak. Uh Injuries suck, and that was pretty brutal to watch. So, Buddha, your team, go ahead. 
And you already touched on it. That's it's one of those things like I've, I've, I've said it like probably at the very beginning after his rookie year, like. Even when he started, he already competed as to one of my favorite Dallas Cowboys. And it's not because, like, the player he is on the field. Like, he could be the best player on the field and win, like, do all these things. But it's something he does off the field and just the way he, like, holds himself and the way he's just a leader and everyone just kind of, like, everyone kind of buys into that, which is what sucks about this whole thing because when, I talk, when you talk about a leader like, going down and draining your team, like, that – Literally, just like you just saw it, it like it just drained the entire <laughs> both sidelines, anything like that, like anything like when it happened, it's bad. But I mean, up to that point, of course, um, it was it looked like the same old, same old for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, they're going down two scores, Dak's having to come back again, having a rally, and it looks like it's going to be one of those games where you know we were actually ahead before halftime. We've done it. We came back from the deficit before the game was over. We did it. And I was like, wonderful, Jalen Smith. They must he must have got woken up because he actually wasn't playing atrocious this bro, bro, week. Bro, bro, bro. Uh, we'll get into the stats in a second. He went absolutely off Dude, the walls, off. nuts. Because, yeah. like I said, I've said at the very beginning. Ever since this season started, dude. After the first couple of games, everyone that was riding the Jalen Smith train, they just dropped off. And you see all the comments on Twitter. Oh, we need to trade him. He's not worth the twelve million. He's not playing well. Okay, people also had to realize, I already explained this to you, Biggie. With the position that the Cowboys have, Van Der Esch is more of the play calling linebacker. Or Sean Lee is in that same position. They're more of the play calling linebackers. They're given the coverages and the keys. Jalen Smith is more of the guy where you're going to give him a gap assignment. He's going to hit it hard. And if you let him play that way, he's going to fly around the field and make plays, which is what they let him do. Reminds me a lot Once, of Anthony Barr. Exactly. And once, I've already talked about this too, Leighton Van Der Esch, she's apparently um, alleged way past expected when it came to his recovery. They actually think he's going to play this week. A lot of people were debating whether or not he should. I'll kind of go into that after I talk about the end of the game. But he'll be a big contributor. But, I mean, Jalen Smith was playing well. Defense was still giving up a ton of points. That's because of the injured secondary. Once, like I talked about Cheetah Bay Luzier, him coming back. I'll talk about that a little bit later too. But right when the whole Dak injury happened, Tony Dungy kind of said it best because I kind of thought about this immediately too after it happened because you saw how literally every single player in that stadium was going up to him, saying stuff to him, especially the, like, the Cowboys guys. And after that, things on the sidelines just clicked. You saw Zeke being, you saw Zeke being that leader on the sidelines. You saw him being vocal. What were you going to say, Big E? Sorry, I don't want to Um, I just want to point out, I gained a lot of respect for Jason Garrett for coming over there. Oh, me, oh yeah. he's, always, he's always been a class act. I've never minded him as a person. He's a great person. Terrible coach, but that's, that's a whole really good clapper, though. Yeah, very good clapper. Very good clapper. But um, something just clicked on that sideline afterwards, and Tony Dungy talked about this best. He's like, you know, I'm not saying this in a mean way. He's like, I think this could be the best thing that happens to the Cowboys this year. I talked about it how at the beginning of how like before it happened. Well, if the defense doesn't click, it's not going to be worth it. Well, what's the way for your defense to click? Your starting quarterback who's getting you all these points and bailing bailing you out and getting you to a point where you can't be in a position to win. He gets hurt, so you know what you got to do. You got to think, oh, we can't be giving up thirty something points a game. So I think you're going to start seeing these guys play better. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, he finally woke up and decided, you know, starting to earning his money that he got paid. He came in. He came in big. The pass rush was starting to get better. Adam Smith. He's always been consistently good ever since he came back and started playing with us after a four-year uh, time of not playing. But right after it happened, like 
I was really, I was still kind of like, just in all of what happened because like obviously it's like it's like sad to see with that but at that point when you see like the ankle turn you know his season's over so you automatically got to think people were kind of giving Andy Dalton this as soon as they gave him crap for this as soon as Dalton came in the game they quote he quoted like apparently he was quoted for saying like this is why I was here I came here to win a lot of people thought that came off as a cocky thing no when you're starting you to that think. goes down you got to establish that with your offense be like look like look Y'all look, y'all look at this dude to be the leader, to, you know, be Superman for y'all, 3,500 yards. I'm, I may not be able to do that, but I'm going to do my best to come in there and do that and do, do my job well, and which by this all means is what I've, This is what I told you, and I've told everybody here. The backup quarterback position is the most important position in all of football. This yeah. is why. Exactly. And, I mean, I, I think now, I mean, like, obviously Zeke's always been the leader role, but when you think of, the, like, the true leader on that team, you think that – I think Zeke's going to wake up. He hasn't had, like, the best year this year. He's had spurts where he's looked like the best running back in the league. He's had spurts where he hasn't been. That comes from the offensive line not playing as well, which a lot to of people To be fair, made your point, offensive line has been, like, peewee players, but... Which, yes. which, you know, a lot of people have made the point, oh, well, you can say all you want to that, you know, Zeke's going to wake up and try to be the leader now this time, and, you know, it's going to be Zeke's team now. But do you think that their offensive line magically got better overnight? No, I don't think that, but I think that, uh, offensive line coach, I think they're starting to sort of build up what's the best way to put these put these guys in the position to play well. They got Zach Martin running tackle a lot more now, which is something that he's never done before, but he is doing a great job. We put a undrafted free agent or undrafted free agent rookie. He's the center now. He's explosive. He's got a lot of energy. He's not the biggest guy out there, but he's one of those guys where he's going to get to the second level. He's gonna well, he's gonna I mean, get linebackers. To be secondary. fair, he did so, play at Wisconsin, who's known for putting offensive linemen in the league. Exactly. So I mean, a lot a lot of people are you got the two kinds of Cowboys fans. You have the one they're thinking, okay, we need to we need to tank and get a good draft pick, work on the secondary, work on the defense, because you know Dak Dak's out, so the season's over. I don't think that. I mean, the NFC East is easily is easily winnable, and the NFC East knows that anybody that if you get in. You got a chance. It's all that matters. I don't, care, I don't care how bad people say Dallas is. I I want. And I tell Delby this all the time. I want the Eagles to be successful. I want us to have a competitive league. But if we end up getting like people are talking bad, saying that oh this one team in the NFC East is going to get handed a first round playoff bid, uh, first round bye, whatnot, and they're going to get a home playoff game. People are thinking like these teams that are going to be seven and nine, eight and eight, they're going to get it in. I mean, either way. If, if that happens with Dallas, which I think Dallas will, I'll go ahead and be the first one to say this. I'm not trying to boost the hype up my team. I'll I'll be able to say this more confidently after this week if Dalton continues to play well and our defense shows more signs of life. But I think we will be better than eight. I think we'll be better better than five hundred, and that's just what I think. Um, so that's really all I have to say. Stop. Because once Stop. we, Here we go. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. I'll Stop tell you it. why. I'll tell you why. Dallas oh, yeah. is going to start to realize that you got to be 50-50 with what you play calling for hey, offense, hey, running passes, and then we'll defense will we'll click. On we'll Once Wojciech we'll comes back, Van Der comes back, Lee comes back. Oh, we'll I can't wait for week eight. Oh, I can't wait. That's all I have to say. Can I rebuttal that? Yeah, just please. yeah, please. Okay, <laughs> Buddha. Carl and Jordan are there are going to be some things that I say here. That I do not want you to get upset about because it's gonna act, seem like I'm. Well, that's where being we're gonna like go wrong mean, here. But I'm not. Okay, yeah. it's just. Okay. It's just take it as it is. 
first of all, the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones in particular have screwed Dak Prescott bad. They didn't give him a long-term deal. Now he's sitting here they did. without getting they paid. They did. And he bet on himself. His future, he bet on his, himself. His career oh is God. in jeopardy, and he isn't paid. They need to take care of him, and if they don't, shame on them. Dude's making terrible. one of the highest franchise tags in NFL history. I think he's perfectly give him a long-term deal. Million dollars, dog. He's going to get his long-term deal. deal. I've already told you, they're going to pay him. People if talk he's about a franchise him, quarterback, okay. give him a long-term okay. deal. Welcome to Delby okay. and Buddha, Jordan. Okay, he, he, will when he will when he comes Second. back. So. Do you remember what you said to me about a month ago about Carson Wentz always getting hurt? Uh-oh. Yeah, and? and I said, you better not hope Dak Prescott gets hurt. Well, he's hurt. And you know who we have as a backup quarterback? Congratulations. Rocket, Congratulations. He hasn't proved anything. You guys were losing he's going to, to the three Giants. Pro Bowls with the Bungles. What do you, you mean? You guys were losing to the anything? Giants with Dak Prescott in the game. You are not finishing over eight and eight. <laughs> okay, we'll the see. Dallas what? Cowboys secondary well, is honestly maybe worse than the Eagles. We'll see once the Wednesday comes back. We'll see. Here's oh, wow. <laughs> my thing. You got a great team. Zeke should be the leader of the team. He should step it up. The receivers will be there. I, I don't think the receivers are going to finish like you. I didn't even touch on the receivers. So I got don't don't do not get him started, him started on the receivers. Do okay. not get him okay. started. I just I just don't see. I mean, yes, you get those two players back on your defense, but I don't see anything changing. I think you guys will win the division if the Eagles, the Giants, and Washington continue to play the way they play. But there's no way you finish eight and eight. Man, I'm fun. sorry. It's fun. But then again, I could be wrong. I, I said better. I said better. You lost. You lost one of the best quarterbacks. I mean, the reason why y'all were coming back in those games was because Dak was airing it out, and I don't think Andy Dalton I, I, or I, anyone I, else. We're not denying that. Can do that. But we're, gonna, we're gonna start putting ourselves in situations where we're not gonna start going. Now to you're gonna have to rely on the run game a little bit more, where your offensive line is depleted. Uh, and that is why? Why do we have to rely on the run game? Because yeah, Andy Dalton can throw sixty Cooper passes a game Lamb. like Dak Prescott. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. This isn't Come week on. eight. I'm gonna let Jordan say what he's got to say. We're gonna have the stats and then we're moving on. The Cowboys. I actually do think Andy Dalton is the probably one. Probably, if not the best quarter, like best backup quarterback in the league. Please never use Pro Bowls as a reason. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky made a Pro Bowl, but I do believe Andy Dalton. He took the Bengals to the playoffs. We can use that. A much less talented team than the Cowboys, but please don't ever use Pro Bowls. That Mitch Trubisky made a Pro Bowl. So yeah, let's not go there. Well, I mean, I think if like you get one, that's kind of like a fluke. But I mean, he made three. That means that he's proved himself for multiple years that he's an elite quarterback. To I be- look at. Oh, I don't look at Pro Bowls, all pro. <laughs> to be fair, he, to be fair, here's the thing I would look at at Andy Dalton is if it wasn't for Vontez Perfect, he'd have a couple playoff wins. Let's just put it that way. Um, yeah, as far as easily the best offense he's ever had. Now. Yeah, as far as the stats, uh, Carl take the Giants. I'll take Dallas. Uh, Wendak was in there, fourteen to twenty, fourteen to twenty one, one sixty six, one pick, and he also caught a touchdown pass. Buddha. That was special, baby. That was special, baby. Don't. <laughs> um, as far as Andy Dalton, he came in to relief 9 of 11, 111. And, and Zeke added 91 yards and two scores on 19 carries. CeeDee Lamb, 124 yards receiving on eight catches. Jalen Smith, as we talked about, 14 tackles, half sack. If anyone listen to this podcast knows that we don't believe in half sacks around here. That's one sack and three tackles for loss. Okay. For some reason, we probably shouldn't say we don't believe in half sacks. That doesn't sound right, guys. We just do. Okay. Carl, don't do it. I swear. Half sacks still exist. Stop. 
Stop. <laughs> okay, so, okay, well, Jay, wait, when Danny when Danny Dimes drops and Jalen Smith just happens to land on top of him, that's half a sack. He doesn't you deserve give a sack. You don't get it. Daniel Jones, 233, 222 yards. Devonta Freeman, comeback season, 17 carries for 60 and a score. It looks pretty good. Doesn't he was look, looking good that game. Doesn't look bad. Um, Darius Slayton, eight catches, 129 yards. And it was it was a good game for him. The Dallas was having some trouble, but as Buddha has said, Awuzie coming back is going to help the secondary a lot. They still have no safeties on this team, but it's okay. Um, and Colbert led the way. Nope, Logan Ryan led the way with nine tackles, and Dalvin Tomlinson got a sack. Kyler Fackrell with a pick six early on, kind of set the tone for the way the game was going to go until the end. And next week. The Cowboys are hosting Arizona, while the game of the year is happening in Washington as the football team is hosting the Giants. Let's go! So great, we get it twice. Yeah, I know, right? All right, Biggie. Get it off, bro. All right, right, see you, Take care, Take care. Well, that was adventurous. We've done four games in in 50 minutes. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to go to the next game. Might as well. Let's go to Atlanta. (sighs) The streak is over. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) Carolina breaks the five-year curse in Atlanta. 23-16. That game was not that close. Dan Quinn, bye-bye. That wasn't. Uh, even though Falcons aren't a very good team, uh, Carolina gets their first win in Atlanta in five years. They win their third in a row under leadership of former Vikings quarterback Teddy Two Gloves. Teddy, I'll put um, on my Teddy jersey too. <laughs> <laughs> we all need. We all need a Teddy hey, jersey. No, what's gonna happen is Jordan's gonna wear. I'm just kidding. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't wear your Teddy Vikings jersey the day that we play you, would you? Oh, uh, damn! Not the day of. <laughs> I'm messing with you. Uh, by the time we play, I'll probably be cheering for y'all to win anyway. <laughs> Our season will likely be very much. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, yeah, um, Carl, you take Atlanta. Uh, I'll take Carolina, and then I'll go into a few things just being a fan of the team. Sounds like a plan. Wait, who am I taking? Atlanta. Oh, so I get to talk about Matt Ryan. Having a terrible Me? game, yes. Being an ass cheek. Yes. Okay. Matt Ryan, 21 for 37, 226 yards. I believe this is the second game in a row he has a burn touchdown pass. Todd Gurley, looking like he doesn't have arthritis in both knees. With 14 carries, 121 yards and a touchdown. Arthritis <laughs> in both knees. Ian, your run defense is looking real bad again. Uh, Yeah, that's... But yeah. At least you can stop the pass now. Yeah. <laughs> So. Calvin Ridley, eight catches, 136 yards. Uh, no Julio Jones' game. Uh, it was all the Calvin Ridley show, and Calvin Ridley might be Ian's least favorite player in the no, entire No, 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 no. We're not going to talk about the fact that Buddha is the luckiest SOB alive, the fact that I lost you by half a point because Calvin Ridley didn't want to catch a pass. Yeah. A win's a win, dog. A win's a win. <laughs> and here we go. Here, here's one. Fulisati Olakun. Led the way with 14 tackles. Really good Madden linebacker just putting that out there. <laughs> Throwing it out. That boy couldn't read anything. He's like 90 speed. 
All right. For Carolina, Teddy Two Gloves, 27 to 36, 313, two scores. Mike Davis, 16 carries, 89 yards, nine catches, 60 yards, and a score. Hey, hey, Buddha, real quick. You want to know a way to make Ian real mad? Is McCaffrey a system running back since Mike Davis is doing so well? (laughs) Buddha, try me, and I swear to God. (laughs) Here's the thing. I, I think Carolina should revert back to a system they had with Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams back in 2008. Split them up, but, have them both on the field, and do what you got to do to get them both on there. Now, to be fair, you're but, not paying McCaffrey $16 million to sit on the sidelines. That's exactly what that is. So. That is like, it, can you really be a two running back team when they want 16 now? Yeah. That's, Mike Davis is just. Auditioning for a starting job next year. Yep. Basically what he's doing. Uh, it won't be for Kansas City because uh, they did something, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Jordan, Jordan's not happy about that at all. <laughs> not because I have Clyde Edwards to later on a fantasy team or anything. The And, of course, the leading receiver for Carolina once again was Robbie Anderson. It's, it, look what happens when you don't play for the hapless Jets. Yeah. So, I was really excited to see DJ Moore break out this week again. Like, oh, I- me too. Uh, eight catches, uh, 112 for uh, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, 93 yards on four catches and a touchdown, including that really long one. Um, I've been working on that. So, Brian Burns, former Seminole, who I'm very fond of, had a strip sack, and then Justin Burris tried to scoop it up and missed, and the Falcons recovered. <laughs> the very next play, Brian Burns suffers a concussion. So I was happy to see that said Justin Burris had the clutch interception in the end zone to clutch the game when the Falcons were on the goal line. Uh, I don't know where the fight in this team has come from. Matt Rule pretty much for the most part. Um, They've looked really good. Uh, They've got Chicago next week, and Chicago is a case like Cleveland. Chicago is not as good as their record shows, and I'm sure Jordan will want to crap talk the Bears if he wants to. Let's do it. Um, (laughs) Let's do it. They're not as good as the record shows. I'm not going to give a prediction because we have that at the very end. But to me, you look at the schedule because the Saints squeaked one out this weekend because the Chargers can't find a reliable kicker. And the Saints are off. Or anything. Just, Tampa yeah. is playing Green Bay. There is a potential situation that Carolina is first in the NFC South outright by the end of this upcoming week. And as Carl knows, Booty, you know too, and Jordan, you also know, my despise for the New Orleans Saints knows no bounds. So that game in week seven is going to be pretty big. Dude, what's wrong with Sean Payton and the Saints? Like the most cleanest football teams. That's Buddha, the don't they, they even the start. Don't get me started, man. Their players, their players don't punch other players and argue with coaches. They don't do any of that. There was, there was nobody affected more by Bounty Gate than me. I mean, <laughs> Jordan's got a point. Jordan's got a point. That's my Super Bowl. <laughs> that's my Super Bowl. Um, and then Brett Favre. Mm. He Tracy quartered it. He Tracy quartered it. And right. then, and yeah. then, Peyton Manning, Tracy quartered it. <laughs> All Brett Favre had to do was run the five yards in front of him, get out of bounds, 
were in the Super Bowl, but instead he, he gunslinged it like Brett Favre does. Why are you bringing up 2009 memories, guys? We need to get back. We need to get away from this. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you, man. Who's going to sit over there and cry? So, basically, in Jordan and Carl's case, 2009's off limits. And in my case, yep. we don't talk about Super Bowl 50. Um, yeah. That was my first real football heartbreak. And Buddha doesn't have a Super Bowl to talk about because he hasn't been in one since he's been alive. <laughs> I love you, buddy. I was saving that one. <laughs> anyway, uh, as I said, Carolina is hosting Chicago, and the Falcons are going to Minneapolis to take on Jordan's Vikings. Why can't they be the Minneapolis Vikings? <laughs> I like that. We should. All right, Carl, pick a game that we haven't done yet because we've only done uh, five games, go, and we're almost an hour in already. Last Thursday. Last Thursday, Tampa, Chicago. Tom uh, Brady doesn't know what down it is. Oh my God, I forgot that was a thing. I forgot that was a thing that happened. Do you actually think he forgot, or just or you just think he made a really poor decision? On I mean, I don't know. It was pretty convincing when there's a picture of him going, what? Mm-hmm. It's in the middle of the game. Uh, that was a really fun Was game. Brady a system quarterback? Huh? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, who you want, Ian Bucks or Bears? I'll take. I will take Chicago since they're our opponent next week. I'll take them. All right, I'll go Buccaneers. Tom Brady, twenty-five for forty-one, two hundred fifty-three yards and a touchdown. Ronald Jones showing why they probably shouldn't sign Leonard Fournette in the first place. Seventeen carries, one hundred six yards. Cameron Brady. Because we all thought Cameron Bray was going to be the the best tight end on this team this year. Harvard alum. Harvard alum. Mike Evans caught another touchdown. Because that's just what Mike Evans does nowadays. Yeah. And Jordan, do you know who led the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in receiving yards? Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson, Minnesota alum. One yards. Rookie yep. you. Let's go. Um, on the defense, Carlton Davis led the way, seven tackles and a kick. And William Golston and Vita Vea, Jason Pierre-Paul got a sack, and Vita Vea went down for the year with an injury. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's that. Uh, his connection's really bad at college. Yeah. So, this <laughs> so, fun fact about the Mike Evans touchdown that you were talking about a second ago. Him and Dalvin are the only players to score a touchdown in every game so far this season. That's impressive. So, so Jordan, real quick, what's going to happen this weekend? Because I keep saying Dalvin's going to play. Dalvin's not practicing. Dalvin's going to play. Not playing. Okay. Uh, we have a bye week, week seven. Be really stupid to try Dalvin out there. Um, Especially we against a winless football team. Yeah. yeah. If we play Dalvin, we probably win the game, and the goal should be to not. No, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> but uh, no, I do think I do think Dalvin sitting would be a great decision. One, because Madison looked fine last week in the system, and like, there's no need to hurt Dalvin. I mean, our season probably. I mean, it, it is over pretty much, like like 98. Uh-huh. percent So, really, no need to rush him out there and get him hurt when you already have your superstar on defense injured right now and out for the most likely the season. So it's just 
it would be really unfortunate if we put Dalvin out there and he made his injury even more serious. Um, and Atlanta secondary is complete doo doo. So yeah, it's garbage. Yeah. Let's just throw the ball, please. Let's just throw the ball to Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and be yeah. done with it. And that was my biggest complaint against Seattle. I mean, we ran the ball well, but Seattle, like, their secondary is atrocious. They're the worst secondary in the league, statistically. And, and that's, why, that's why I was kind of, like, upset with the game plan. When we, went to, it, we did control the game and dominated the game with the run, but they didn't, they didn't let our offense do what it can. Because, I mean, you don't... The most frustrating part to me as a Vikings fan right now with the system that we're doing is the fact that you gave a quarterback all this money. You drafted a quarter, uh, receiver in the first round. You signed Adam Thielen to an extension. You re-signed Al Rudolph to an extension. You drafted Irv Smith in the second round. And then you're going to call yourself a running football team and not pass when you need to. Like, yeah. If you want to do that, that's great. But use the money to benefit that. Don't go okay. spend all this money on your pass game that you're not even going to use. Agreed. Like that's that's the most frustrating part to me is because you put so much, so much into like things that just weren't. It's not necessary if that's not how you're gonna play. Because if you watch Kirk Cousins now and you watch him in Washington, it's not the same quarterback. No, he doesn't have any. It, it doesn't. He's not doesn't have the passion anymore. He's not. They're not letting him be. <laughs> if that makes sense. Because I mean, in Washington, he carried a football team. And here we're asking him to manage it, and that's not really Kirk's play style. No. It's just not working. No. Uh, it's been QBX. Under Stansky, it worked. But under QBX, it's just not working. It's a horrible fit. No. I agree. Oh. Got something to show you, by the way. <laughs> and yes, I actually have a belt for the wrestling chat. It's, that's, it's technically that's yours right now. <laughs> Champ. <laughs> All right. Back to topic. I'll take the Chicago Dub Bears. Nick Foles, 30-42, 243, one touchdown, one interception. Bears running game, it's not even worth talking about. It's non-existent. Cordell Patterson. Yeah, Cordell Patterson, who's playing <laughs> running back. Good old Chicago. Uh, on. Could have been his whole career, by the way. Just putting that out there. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. Allen Robinson led the way, 10 catches for 90 yards. Jimmy Graham had a ridiculous one-handed touchdown catch. And Kyle Fuller about ended a man's career. <laughs> Killed a man. Uh, that was a review fumble, but it was one, and it was recovered by Robert Quinn. Um, Chicago did enough to win this game, but as I've said, they are not a good football team. It's a very ugly game. They're four yes. and one, but it's just wait until they got to play the Packers. That's all I got to say about that. They, they have their team overall isn't like terrible. Like their like their pass defense is honestly like really good. Like real. Well, obviously, when you have Khalil Mack rushing the passer, that's going to be huge. Um, I don't know. I've probably followed the Bears more so than a lot of people is because division opponent, but uh, Jalen Johnson has been, like, balling out. Jalen Johnson's been a bad man. Like, he's been one of the best, like, rookie corners probably in this entire draft class. So, up to date. I mean, obviously, it's way early. I'm not saying he will be, but 
as of right now, he's looked tremendous in that secondary, and that's the biggest key because obviously Kyle Fuller is going to do his thing. Khalil Mack rushing the passer, Roquan Smith and everybody. Just it's been their defense has been playing really well. They can't stop the run, ironically, but pass wise they're great. And then offensively, they're still a gross football team because like yeah. I know like there's a big mantra about Nick Foles and everything because he won the Super Bowl. He did not look that great the other day. Nick Foles but, don't do it doesn't do anything outside of Philadelphia. It's just a it was just team. It did not look that good. It was just more so Tampa was playing that bad. Yeah. Uh, and that's been a lot of case. You look at the Bears, their wins, the Lions, the Giants, and they barely squeaked. But they're a De- DeAndre Swift dropped that touchdown. The Giants, they had to um, they hold off on the last drive. They, the Falcons choked away a 16-point lead in the fourth quarter. Shocker. Um, so, I mean, like, their wins have came on, like, these really fluke ways. And, I mean, it's something to be said when they do come out with a win. But at the same time, it's like... I don't see this team being able to hang when it matters. Agreed. Um, as far as that, we've talked about both Chicago travels to Carolina and Tampa comes back home to host Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Um, let's go to Kansas City. <laughs> That's a long way to go tonight, Ian. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, even though they got upset by a very underrated Raiders squad. Like, Le'Veon, or, come on, man. <laughs> I just don't. I don't get it. Kevin Durant is. I don't get it. I don't get it, but it doesn't shock me. I, I mean, mean, the Chiefs are just going to unload on everybody now, so. Yeah. I mean, obviously, more talent, the better, but it's like, it's just questionable decision to me because, like, you just spent a first round pick on a running back, yeah. which is kind of unheard of as is, or. Like it's just frowned upon, and then they not only did they do that, but then they signed a running back that's going to take carries away from this running back you invested in. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's just it's a weird. I mean, obviously it's going to work because it's the Kansas City Chiefs, and <laughs> I mean, there's not a bad thing to add talent, but it's just weird for me to like wrap my head around the fact they did that. Yeah, I agree. With you. I agree. Uh, Carl, I'll take Vegas. You take Kansas City. Yep. Uh, for the Raiders, they give Kansas City their first loss in almost a calendar year. Uh, need to start talking about Derek Carr. Uh, 22 of 31, 347, three scores, one interception. Josh Jacobs, 77 yards and two scores. Henry Ruggs caught two passes for 118 yards and a touchdown, and it was he was sitting on Carl's bench. Uh, Nelson Aguilar continues to actually catch the ball. And Darren Waller, most underrated tight end in the league, found the end zone. Jeff Heath added a interception off of Mahomes. Speaking of Mahomes, Carl, take Patty. 22 for 43, 304 yards. Um, potentially why they're bringing in Le'Veon Bell. He only gave Edward Solaire 10 carries anyway. He had four yards of carry, bringing in 40 yards. Travis Kelsey, eight catches, 108 yards, and a touchdown. The other touchdown went to Sammy Watkins. On the defensive side of the ball, Ian, what happened on the defensive side of the ball? 
for Kansas City. The only thing I have down here is a Derek Carr turnover by Bashad Breland. Yeah, well, I can tell you, the Raiders scored 40 points. There was not much happening on the Kansas City. <laughs> Jordan's got a point. Um, as far as next week, uh, the Chiefs taking on the Bills, who are looking to bounce back after an ugly ass-kicking. And, the and of course, the Las Vegas Raiders are on a bye week. Because... I can't keep up with these bye weeks because they change by the freaking day. I'm so proud that you didn't say the Oakland Raiders because I was going to. So. I don't think I don't think I've said Oakland Raiders since like the start of the year. Since the '90s. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think Derek Carr has been really, really good this year. Um, it does help when you have Josh Jacobs back there. Henry Ruggs is starting to come into his own, but they just got to give him the ball more. Uh. You got Darren Waller, who's extremely underrated. The Raiders are a good team. I think they got lucky here. But they're a pretty good team. It says something that when we played them better than the defending champs did, but I don't know. <laughs> they're a bunch of grooting grinders, let me tell you. Yeah. Grinders. <laughs> yeah, I love a good grinder. Whoa. Nope, 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 nope. Don't go there. Hey, 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 Ian. Oh, no. How, how are the hapless Jets doing? <sighs> Do we have to talk about the hapless Jets? Um, they, sure. lost yes. by, they, they lost by 20. Sure, why not? The Arizona Cardinals rebound and defeat the New York hapless Jets 30-10. to 10. This is a and case guys, of... I guarantee that's exactly the way it is written in his notes. It he is. just quoted that off of his notes. This is uh, this is a saying of uh, Arizona rebounds and easily handles this pitiful team in New York. <laughs> I, I, but, I, I'll take the Jets. Joe Flacco starting games is all you need to know. Um, 18 of 33, elite, 195 yards and a touchdown. The elite Joe Flacco. Funny thing is, the Jets were led in rushing by Le'Veon Bell this week. 13 carries for 60 yards, and now he's in Kansas City. The only ridiculous amount of offense this team produced was from Jamison Crowder, who caught 116 yards and a touchdown on eight catches. Avery Williamson added an interception, and Pierre Desir added 11 tackles to continue his pretty strong start. That's it. Jamison Crowder is like... If, I mean, obviously, there's not going to be available in fantasy leagues now, but like, he's looking into probably like the biggest steal in fantasy yeah. because, like, I don't know if every, if anyone has followed him. I have him in both my leagues, but um, or I don't know if I actually have him in our league at all now. I know I have my other one. I think I do, but he was he's like wide receiver twenty four and he missed two games. Mm-hmm. And if he, if he like one point PPR, he's like the best, like, one of the top receivers. He's He's like All I gotta say is averaging twenty two points. If a he's game available, right. as he's available, McKenna's not allowed. <laughs> oh, not allowed. Okay, Tyler Murray bouncing back off his atrocious performance in Week Four. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're not gonna talk about who they played Week Four, Ian. Okay. 27 for 37, 380 yards, a touchdown, and that interception by Avery Williamson. Kenyon Drake, 18 carries, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Chase Edmonds, three carries for 36, got 29 of those on one attempt and scored. Tyler Murray also had a 31 yards and a touchdown. DeAndre Hopkins, hey, Ian, does Houston, does Houston need an elite wide receiver? I don't think so. I don't either. 
Nope. Uh, six kids. They got Randall Cobb. They got Randall Cobb and Brandon <laughs> Cooks. Oh God. Uh, six catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown. Christian Kirk added 78 yards on five catches as well. And on the defense, Buda Baker, 10 total tackles. That's about the highlight for the day. Devondre Campbell also added nine. Along with Jeff Goffries. Speaking of, Jordan, your Gophers are coming back in about a week and a half. Yeah, Michigan. Open up Michigan. It's going to be fun. 24th. And Carl, as much as you speak it into existence, y'all are not being North Carolina. (laughs) Yes, we are. Um, (laughs) Dare you. (laughs) Yeah. um, It's it's just the Jets, man. (laughs) I can't say anything nice about them. They are, as, as far as next week is concerned, they're traveling to Miami to face Ryan Fitz, Ryan Fitz Magic and the Dolphins, and the Cardinals are going to Dallas to face they're the Dolphins. They're taking over in a great way. They really are. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I don't know. Or uh, they were actually trying to move Quentin Williams. Of course they were. I'm listening to offers on him. After apparently they received a ridiculous offer last year and passed, at the deadline, and now it's like they're trying to get rid of him this year. I'd take him to Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I'd take him to Minnesota so we don't get rid of Shamar, Shamar Stephan because, you know, but Jordan, that's lovely. Quentin Williams cannot play right guard. <laughs> uh, we just need a wet paper bag and we'll be fine. <laughs> Hopefully somebody will trip over it. Yeah. We could put a banana peel in right guard spot and be better. Be How many penalties did like, that man commit? That's what I want to know. It was like three holdings, one um, down illegal man downfield, and and meet like I don't even know the amount of times he got like tossed to the ground and just thrown to the side. Like there, uh, like he just gets uh, Jerron Reed. Like see, in his defense, he's going against some of like the best defensive tackles, but that doesn't. Again, like it's just so embarrassing to watch. DeForest Buckner throwing out the screen. Jerron Reed just plow him over repeatedly throughout the game. It seems like every week there's a new Jerusalem highlight that I just don't want. <laughs> I could still think Jordan has nightmares over that Colts game. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's the only thing I actually remember about the game, and it sums it up perfectly, is the Jerusalem getting thrown out the screen by DeForest Buckner. By a very angry Oregon Duck. <laughs> Go Ducks. Go Ducks. Um, yeah. Uh, since Carl, since you Houston mentioned Houston, let's go to their first win of the year. Imagine that you fire Bill O'Brien and you actually win a football game. Right. Um. Yeah. The Houston Texans defeated the Jacksonville. They don't quite know if they want to lose or win games yet Jaguars they have no idea what they're doing uh, the final score is 30-14 to 14. I don't remember actually seeing very much of this game so it might have, must have been just a pretty standard game um, I will take the Jacksonville Jaguars if you want to take the Houston Texans alright we'll hit it uh, for Houston Deshaun Watson 25-35 360 Three touchdowns, but two interceptions. Um, Houston, 
finally learned how to run the football. Look at that. David Johnson, 17 carries, 96 yards. Uh, You mentioned Brandon Cooks. Uh, He had himself a game. Eight catches, 161 yards, and a touchdown. Will Fuller and Darren Fells had over 50 yards apiece and both caught a touchdown. Zach Cunningham continued his ridiculous start. Ten tackles, one sack, two tackles for loss. And I will throw it over to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Gardner Minshew, Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't even I know do. you had a Minshew jersey. <laughs> yes, I do. I got it recently. Halloween, baby. That's what it's going to be. Halloween. Oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. You were talking about that at the fantasy draft. Yeah, I remember that now. Growing it out. Growing it out just for this. Oh. Okay, so Gardner Minshew, a.k.a. Jordan Taylor. 31, 31 for 49, 301 yards, two scores. Didn't turn the ball over, which is very impressive. James Robinson, 13 carries for 48 yards, savior of a lot of fantasy teams this season. Um, LaVisca Chenault led the way through the air, seven catches for 79 yards. You got touchdowns from Colin Johnson and Keelan Cole. And on the defensive side of the ball, Dakota Allen. Led the way with uh, seven tackles and one tackle for loss. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your leading uh, tackler only has seven tackles. Yeah. yeah. I see why the other team scored 30. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when it comes to Jacksonville, like Carl said, they don't know what they want to do because here comes Gardner Minshew throwing for 300 yards with not turning the ball over, but the rest of the team just plays like utter crap. I don't know with Jacksonville. They're definitely not going to be in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes now because you got because you got the two New York teams fighting it out for that. Um, but I don't know if Minshew continues to play like this, they might do a Jaguars thing and keep him around and try to improve elsewhere. But they're still they're still not good, and Houston's not good either. But. I can't believe Deshaun really got extended. Oh, he really took an extension to stay there. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I feel for him. Uh, anyway, you got next week. Have fun, Houston. They face the Red Hot Titans, if they can not have another COVID outbreak, that is. Right. And in a excellent game, the Jacksonville Jaguars are hosting the Detroit Lions. Oh. Oh, God. So oh. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure Jordan will keep wearing that jersey for that yeah. game. Yes, go Minshew. Go Minshew. Poor Adam. Oh, poor Adam. Poor Adam. Right. Um, if we ever think we have it bad, just think of Adam. Yeah. Think about Let's go to Washington to see Aaron Donald absolutely dismantle the entirety of that team. Yeah. That was gross. Uh, the Rams defeated the football team. That is still so weird to say. 30-10. to 10. The Rams have completely swept the NFC East, which is why I need to see them beat an actual team. Um, they go to 4-1. and one. Washington struggled under Kyle Allen, but Alex Smith made his return, and every time he got hit, my heart sunk. Which was a lot. Yes. Uh, Carl, I'll take the football team. You take the Rams. All right. Jared Goff, 21 for 30, 309 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Got sacked one time. 
Cam Akers led the way on the ground with nine carries, 61 yards. Darrell Henderson got a touchdown, as well as Jared Goff getting a rushing touchdown. Um, through the air, Gerald Everett, four catches for 90 yards, led the way. Touchdowns from Robert Woods and Darrell Henderson through the air. Defensively, you were led by Reader with 11, 11 tackles, three sacks, and two t- tackles for a loss. Aaron Donald just, you know, did Aaron Donald things and got four sacks. Yeah, for the football team, Kyle Allen. Uh, I have nightmares thinking about Kyle Allen. Uh, he went 9 of 13 for 74 yards and no touchdowns, and he got his head rocked by Jalen Ramsey. Alex Smith came in 9 of 17 for 37 yards. Uh, they only had 38 yards rushing as a team. J.D. McKissick led them in receiving with 46 yards on six catches. And Kendall Fuller had an interception. Landon Collins, 10 tackles and one tackles for loss. I love to see Alex Smith on the field, but, man, it's going to scare me every time that man gets hit. Um, my whole thing is I saw a play during this game where, of course, Washington subbed in a three tight end set and put two guards, a tight end, and a running back on Aaron Donald, and he still got a sack. Yeah. Four players could not guard Aaron Donald. Best player in the league, my personal opinion. My biggest thing from this game was I know Carl will like this is. Uh, Darrell Henderson has been getting like the bulk with all the injuries and stuff from the Rams, but Cam Akers was actually the star. He didn't get the touchdowns, but he had nine carries for 61 yards this week in his first game back from his injury. And Sean McVay said after the game that he was going to be a moving forward, he's going to be a bigger part of the offense. And we all kind of expected that to be their number one back this year. And Henderson just kind of did well with his time, but. It's going to be the Cam Akers show the rest of the season. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, Next week, the Rams are in San Francisco taking on the 49ers and the football team with the Giants. Football team taking on the Giants. Yep. All right, Carl, pick a game we haven't done yet. Uh, Let's go to the Dolphins. Absolutely annihilating the 49ers. Yeah, that was uh, was bad. Uh, You can take the Dolphins, Ian. I'll do the 49ers. Um, Before I get into that, I I know San Francisco has a lot of injuries, but damn. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Starting off, Ryan Fitzpatrick, or Ryan Fitzmagic, in this case, 22 of 28, 350 yards and three scores. Miles Gaskin led the way on the ground with 57 yards and a touchdown on 16 carries. And Miles Gaskin fantasy owners can breathe a sigh of relief now that Le'Veon Bell did not sign there. Preston Williams, four catches, 106 yards and a touchdown. Devontae Parker also caught a touchdown. Bobby McCain and Xavier, Xavier Howard added interceptions. Carl, take the uh, 49ers, and I know Jordan's going to say it about a certain 49ers quarterback, so I'm just going to bite my tongue. Yep. Uh, okay, Jimmy Garoppolo, bad. Real bad. <laughs> yeah. 7 for 17, 77 yards, two picks, got benched for CJ Bessard. Ah, uh, Bessard. Bessard. Okay, Raheem Mostert made, come back, came back off of his injury with 11 carries for 90 yards. They got a rushing touchdown from Kyle Juszczyk, the fullback. 
twos. From through the air, they got 44 yards out of Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. And defensively, Fred Warner led the way with 11 or 10 tackles and a TFL. You also got sacks from Quan Alexander and Kerry Hyder Jr. Here's my personal thing. When you let up the Dolphins score 43 points, your defense doesn't do a damn thing. No. <laughs> like, no uh, offense to the Dolphins, but, I mean, seriously? <laughs> and uh, I know Cal Shanahan said he pulled Jimmy to protect him was his reasoning. That's, that's um, a lot. Um. But a, a huge, a huge reason. I guarantee the reason was our man CJ beat hard. <laughs> uh, CJ CJ Beather came in the week before and mop up duty uh, when Nick Mullins got benched, and he looked good. I mean, obviously it was against a prevent defense, um, but he I think went like thirteen to seventeen, had over hundred yards in that game, um, relieving Nick Mullins. So I think they like legitimately wanted to see how he would do this week. Obviously, like they wouldn't have benched like Jimmy moving forward, but I think I think they really wanted to see what they had there with Beathard and coming in. I mean, obviously that game was over anyway, but I really think they wanted to actually look at him because of how well he did the week prior. Otherwise, they probably didn't take Jimmy out. I can agree yeah. with that. Uh, next week, uh, Dolphins are hosting the hapless Jets, and the 49ers are hosting the Rams. Let's go to the uh, ass-kicking in Baltimore. Oh, boy. Uh, easily Joe Burrow's worst game as a pro. Uh, the Ravens still trying to prove that they can hang with the Chiefs, even though we saw three weeks ago that they can't. Oh, boy. Hmm. Truth. Had a feeling that was coming no, eventually. Carl's oh. gone. Oh boy. It's just us. Just us. <laughs> oh, AJ, I just want the first thing I want to say about that game is AJ Green and like that hurts. I yeah. I've always been a big AJ Green guy, so it hurts to see AJ Green become literally nothing. Um, putting up a goose egg this week in Baltimore, looking like he just was lost on the field. Like, there was one pick Joe Burrow threw that was just... AJ Green just didn't even look like he was trying. He didn't even go for the ball. Didn't... It's sad to see. Yeah, um, Ravens defeated the Bengals 27-3. to uh, Lamar, 19-37. God. Nice. 180 yards, two scores, one pick. Uh, 11 carries, 57 yards for Mark Ingram. Hollywood Brown looked good. Mark Andrews looked good. Patrick Queen was on an entirely different planet. Phenomenal. Nine tackles, one sack, one forced fumble, and two fumble recoveries. Defensive Um, rookie of the year. There was a lot of turnovers for Cincinnati. (laughs) Marcus Peters had an interception. He also forced a fumble. Marlon Humphrey forced a fumble. And they got to Burrow seven times. Jesus. Funny thing is, Joe Burrow still had a better completion percentage than Lamar Jackson. (laughs) Like, the fact that they made Lamar, like, throw 37 times in that game is just, I don't get that. Yeah, Carl <laughs> I mean, they, were, they like, won that game 27-3, to three and he yeah. threw 39 times. Yeah, Carl and I are on the verge of, like, no quarterback should be throwing more than 40 times. Yeah. And then Especially you look, Lamar. Yeah, Lamar of all people. <laughs> um, yeah, Hollywood Brown, 77 yards and a touchdown on six catches. Andrews, touchdown, 56 yards, six catches. 
far as for the Bengals, Joe Burrow, 19-30, 183 yards, one pick. Um, Joe Mixon had 59 yards on 24 carries. Two and a half yards per carry. Tops. Uh, T. Higgins, four catches, 62 yards. Burrow fumbled twice. Uh, there's not really much positive to say about the Bengals here. They got their ass kicked. Yeah. The Zach Taylor era may be over before we know it. Yeah. Because um, I just it just doesn't look good. <laughs> no. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens travel to Philly to take on the Eagles, and the Bengals take on the Colts. Whew. Of course, Carl's not in here for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> down to my favorite team on the planet. Oh, yes, this game. I almost forgot. Yeah. You got this game and then the utter ass-kicking. That was Tuesday night. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, New Orleans defeated the Chargers 30-27 to in overtime. Chargers just can't win close games. Anthony Lynn needs they- to go. Since the start of 2019, they are three and thirteen in one score games. That's how do you still have and, a job? That's what I want to. Yeah, know. and not only that, but like it's all. It seems like it's always been the Chargers. It's not even just like this era, but like I don't remember when I, it's been so long since the Chargers could like consistently end games. Like I remember back to North Turner, it was the same thing. Uh, it's like North they Turner. cannot finish games and. Carl's favorite little hash cheek, Mr. Philip Rivers, was a big reason to that in the past, but he's gone and it's still happening because, like, it's just something in that organization that yeah. <laughs> just can't win I'll, games at the end. Here's the thing. I'll tell you who's not at fault for losing this game. Yes, 100%. Justin Herbert. Yeah. If anybody, Mr. Michael Badgley has to suffer on this one. Uh, that, that Mike Williams catch I'm, I, makes me so mad that it's not going to be matter. But yeah, that because, Mike Williams catch at the end... That was tough. Because Marvin Bagley... That was a great throw and catch. Great um, play. As far as the Chargers go, Justin Herbert, 20-34, 264, and four scores in his first primetime game. Clutch. Chargers have found themselves a quarterback. Uh, yeah. Got Justin Jackson, 15 carries, 71 yards. Mike Williams, as you mentioned, five catches, 109, and two scores, uh, even though their kicker literally screwed up one of the best catches I've ever seen. Yeah, he uh, just... Uh, such, such a good one. Keenan Allen added a touchdown before he went out with an injury. Hunter Henry also a touchdown. Nasir Adderley, interception. Kaiser White, former UVA Cavalier, facing tackles. Uh, as far as for the lovely Saints, Lord. You, yeah, you hear me all right? Yeah, I okay. got you. Uh, Drew Brees, 33-47, 325, one touchdown, one pick. Um, Alvin Kamara, 11 carries, 45 yards, eight catches, 74 yards. Typical Kamara night. So, one thing, my fa- like, this might be a little hot take, a little hot take in the Saints action right here. I don't really know if Marshawn Lattimore is that good. He's not. Yeah, like, He's always talked about as such, like, so good. And it's like, I swear every big moment when someone needs to play and they go at him, he just doesn't really prevail. Yeah. I mean, he held Mike Mike Evans earlier in the year to one catch from five yards or whatever. But that, like, Mike Evans wasn't healthy that game, first off. But, like, like that game, like, everyone knew. Like, even the announcer, they're going at Mike Williams here. What do they do? They throw a triple coverage. 
Mike Williams comes down with the ball. Like, it's just like every time I just have all these pictures in my head of Marshawn Lattimore getting beat and just bodied on catches. Yeah. Like, I'm not, like, feeling an NFC Championship game a few years ago. I remember, if he, like, Marshawn Lattimore was all over him. He just couldn't stop him. Mike Williams here, there's just plenty of, like, things. I mean, he's obviously good. It's just not. I don't really think he's that top-tier corner. Uh, They were led by Emmanuel Sanders with 122 yards on 12 catches. Their other receiver was in the news, but he's a crybaby, and we don't talk about him here. (laughs) Yeah, me and your favorite player. Mike. (laughs) I despise Michael Thomas. Yeah, so does Chauncey (laughs) Gardner-Johnson. Best receiver in the league, my ass. Uh, Jared Cook caught the long touchdown pass from Breeze. Cameron Jordan, who I will respect because he's a damn good football player. Ten tackles, half sack, two tackles for loss. And no one to talk about for next week because they're both on bye weeks. Oh, fun. Got the same opponent. Yep. Vacant. I think it is, by the way, a well, really well-timed bye week for the Saints. Oh, I agree. Uh, because of course it is. Because guess who they play after this bye week. Yeah. Um, because one... Michael Thomas should be good to go by then. Um, I mean, and yeah, maybe that fixes their offense. Because their offense has existed through one player and one player only since then. So, yeah. it just looks not good. Kamara single-handedly, like, led that offense this past three yeah, or four because, games. Uh, comes to Drew Brees, that man has been terrible. Yeah. Yeah, Drew's not look good. And I was telling you and Carl the other day, it's like, it's very reminiscent of how I feel like that like last Peyton year was. Yep. It's like his arm obviously isn't there. I mean, it's it's really sad to watch because like yep. you almost believe that that team would be better with somebody else at quarterback, and it's like that's just wild to think. But as I've said, that Broncos team at least they had Brock Osweiler who could actually throw the ball and like Taysom Hill. Yeah, yeah, Taysom Hill. Yeah. I don't even want to get started on Taysom. Me. Uh, final game of the week was Tuesday Night Football as Tennessee just dismantled Bills 42-16. to It looked like the Bills hadn't played in two weeks. Uh, I, that's what I was going to say. Is like it almost, All these teams that miss practices due to Corona, it's almost like Corona makes them stronger. Like, yeah. You look through the Titans, the Titans came out without, well, without legally practicing because they definitely practiced within the last two weeks, yeah. even though they wasn't legally allowed. Um, but they they came out and just dominated um, a few teams like in the past, like when they missed the whole week due to practice because of COVID things. They came out and played good. It's kind of weird because I definitely expected this game to be the opposite. I was expecting the Bills to come out and just I was destroy it. Um. As far as for the Bills, Josh Allen, he looked human. Yeah, 26-41, two scores, two interceptions. TJ Yeldon apparently still exists. Yeah, he is apparently in that backfield, very hidden behind Singletary and Moss. Seven carries for 52 yards. Uh, Stephon Diggs, why do I have in here saying 19 catches? <laughs> Nine <laughs> catches for 106 yards. This is one of those trades that has worked out for both teams, and I don't think I've seen this a lot before. Me and you talked about this. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is one of those – it's worked out really well for both teams, and I think neither team regrets the trade whatsoever because the Bills finally have that huge threat um, go-to guy for Josh Allen, and it's been – 
it's been like phenomenal. He's second in the league receiving yards right now. And I know Diggs is talented, and but I honestly, I didn't expect this. Like I, I knew Diggs is talented. I knew Josh Allen had a strong arm, but because of the steps that Josh Allen's made, uh, Diggs is gonna get open. Like he's top five route runner in the league. Agreed. He's like his route running, his feet is just it's phenomenal. Um, it's why he's always excelled with us, and that's what he continues to do. But Josh Allen is getting on the ball a lot more consistently than I expected. And he's playing – he's definitely going to end up with the best he's in his career, and that really pains me to say. Um, but it's a, it relieves a lot of that stress when I can look at Justin Jefferson and go out there and gritty all the way into the end zone. But uh, he's played yeah, phenomenal. I, I personally thought y'all needed to get him the ball more in the Seattle game. I, that's yeah. That was my thing. Is we didn't we targeted Thielen a little bit, but we didn't give Jefferson the looks that I feel like we should have. With that secondary being so atrocious, Jefferson has balled out. Like he, I mean, I know PFF is one thing. I don't really follow it a ton, but like when I see the scores, it's just it's funny to see like how highly they rate him. Which I don't invest in it because like you can obviously tell some things are flawed, but just. It's, Pure statistics, not PFF. Like he had the most receiving yards through four games since any rookie since Anquan Bolden. Like that's just that's a long time. It's 2003. Um, but Justin Jefferson has looked phenomenal, and he's brought a good energy, and that's why he reminds me of Diggs so much. Is because Diggs was that energy. He brought that like just good vibes on the offense. When he was on, he was on, and you could, it's just it makes that what like the offense fun. Because, like, that's something you actually need. Like, him and Thielen, like, they have actually a really good connection already. Yeah. I didn't think that him and Thielen would, like, click as Thielen and Diggs did. That whole trade is, like, definitely been best for both teams because, obviously, Diggs was a cancer in Minnesota and wanted out at the late, later stages. But not only do we got Justin Jefferson, we have three picks this next year in the middle rounds yeah. that we can add. Um, so. Another thing I want to touch on before I go with the Titans and just when Derrick Henry absolutely murdered Josh Norman. Um, Threw him into another dimension. There was a play on Sunday in Atlanta. It was a really key third down. We needed it to clutch the game. It was supposed to be a pass, but Teddy saw it, switched to a run with Curtis Samuel on like third and two, and they got like seven yards. I was like, oh, wow, some competent coaching. I'm not used to it. Uh, um, Curtis Samuel stand right here. I'm a, you already know. Oh yeah, it's there's just too much with with McCaffrey and Davis and DJ yeah. and Robbie. It's stacked. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I have one of the most, the one of the best set of skill players in the league for Teddy, and he's he's taken full advantage of that. And that, I, that rule was like, it was a great hire. It was. Um, I, 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 of course, I was a fan of it then, and I'm definitely a fan of it now. Yeah, like I was going to say, at first, like, I was kind of skeptical because I didn't really know much about Matt Rule. I mean, it was, um, I don't know, I just didn't know, really. And then he definitely took off. Definitely just came in there and he uh, has implemented a great system and just a, a culture. That's really the thing, it's yeah, a culture. it's a culture. Not that the culture was even that bad beforehand with Ron or anything, it's just... Coming in with a whole new set of like a lot of new set of players, bringing in his own guys. It was a, I think it was a seventy five percent roster turnover. Yeah, from last year. 
honestly, Joe Brady is going to end up getting his name and head coaching up to. I would not even be shocked. I mean, I know that that's a huge leap from offensive coordinator in college to offensive coordinator, but I guarantee you with the way y'all, with the way Teddy is looking right now, Teams are going to be talking to Joe Brady come, if not this year, next year. Oh, yeah. I don't, think, I don't think it'll be after this year. It'll be yeah. next year. As far as for Tennessee, Tannehill, or as I like to call him, Tannagoat, when he actually plays well, 21-28, 195, three scores. Derrick Henry, 57 yards and two touchdowns on 19 carries, and Josh Norman got thrown into a third dimension. Yeah. That's why you don't tackle Derrick Henry on high. Yeah. Uh, A.J. Brown and his return, seven catches, 82 yards, and a touchdown. And he's hurt again. And Jajonu Smith, two touchdowns. Malcolm Butler with two interceptions off of Josh Allen. The Titans host the Texans, and the Bills host a pissed-off Chiefs team. That's going to be a really fun game. I agree. Two of the, the two hardest-thrown quarterbacks in the league. So. Yeah. All right. Week six predictions, and then we will be out of here. Nice. Uh, Patriots in Denver. Who you got? Mm, I'm going Denver. I give a score to you, right? Or if I just go Denver? Uh, it's. I mean, it's up to I'm, you. I'm going Denver. Seventeen ten. It's gonna be a low score and low defensive game. I got Patriots twenty three to sixteen. Okay. It honestly, it, it honestly all depends on Cam and Drew Luck. It's literally You're all right. comes Cam down will be back. See his back at practice now. Yeah. If they would have played last week, I think Denver would have handled it pretty easily. Agreed. Obviously, the Patriots' I, backup quarterbacks are terrible. Yeah, but honestly, with Cam, I think actually, I think the Patriots probably do end up pulling this one off. I yeah, I forgot it came came back to practice today. So Cam, with Cam, I think that'll probably be flipped. It'll probably be like twenty four thirteen. Yeah. Patriot. Uh, I've got Tennessee staying unbeaten, handling the Texans thirty-one to twenty. See, I really think with, I think the te- Texans actually start streaking here. I like I'm it. not saying, I, I like with without Bill O'Brien, without that dark cloud. JJ Watt came out and said like it felt like a dark cloud was lifted over them. I think they actually come out and surprise this game, and take it. I'm gonna go thirty-one twenty-seven. Texans. Nice. All right. Um, we talked about earlier when everybody was here about Cleveland's record not being as good as it was. Um, I still think they give Pittsburgh a fight, but I think Pittsburgh's experience gives them the edge, thirty to twenty-eight. Yeah, I, this is this is one of the games I've been waiting on because of like the whole situation last year. Miles Garrett's back. Oh, I, I almost forgot about that. Yeah, oh, so like I want to see this game. I honestly think Miles Garrett is going to. Go crazy. I have, I have a feeling Marcos Miles Garrett's about to have one tremendous game. Um, I do think that is going to be a really close game because it's a division matchup, two really, really good teams right now. Um, I'm going to go to Cleveland just because, you know, I got to ride this 5 and 1. I got to ride this. I, gotta, I still don't think I can visually see the Browns being 5 and 1. I'm just going to hope it happens. I'm going to say the Browns. 24 to 20. Browns being at 5 and 1, something we never saw. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen. I have faith. Uh, yeah, no offense to Delby's Eagles, but I don't see them any way beating the Ravens. 38 17, Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going on Baltimore on this one, too. Um, 
I'm going to say 31-13. Yeah, we're pretty close there. Just because I just – Eagles just aren't good. We talked earlier about the Carson Wentz and the Jalen Hurts situation. And, um, I don't know pull the trigger, but it, – It can't hurt. Yeah. With this – as you saw with the Redskins, the reason they made that move is it's so up for grabs right now. That division, you can't really wait because if you wait too long, you could be out of it. But, like, it's there for the taking. I think the Eagles need to do it before it's too late. Uh, yeah, speaking of the NFC East, uh, I think the Giants actually won a football game. They beat the football team 17-14. Okay, I'm going. Kyle Allen is starting this week. I'm putting that up. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, I don't trust Kyle Allen as far as I could throw him. <laughs> yeah, I'm a. Uh, that's tough. That's such a horrible football game. I'm going to say the Giants win 13 to 7. Yeah, it's going to be ugly. Yeah. Um, You'll like this one. I've got the Vikings beating Atlanta, sending them to the number one overall pick, 31-26. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to lean with us, too. I think this is a game that, without doubt, and I think we finally lean on the passing game and let our offense be how it's – with all the playmakers we have. Irv Smith's going to do something special in this game. Just keep your eyes open. But it's going to be Vikings – 37 to 31. Yeah, I think it's going to be high scoring. Both both (laughs) these defenses are terrible. Um, I have the Lions beating the Jags 21 to 20. Okay, okay. Um, That's going to be a fun game um, because of how bad they are. Uh, I'm going to go. This is the game that gets Matt Patricia fired, I think. Uh, This is going to be the Jags game. This is going to be the Jags one. Because I think the Jags win this game, like, not handedly, but kind of kind of handedly. I think it's going to be 23-14 Jags. Good feeling that. Uh, Carl won't like this one very much. I've got the Colts losing to the Bengals by 7, 27-20. <laughs> you did you did them like that. Um, I'm definitely, I'm really in Colts on this one. Um, I do think the Bengals play a lot better because they've been competitive in every football game. Except last week, Um, they've been playing really tough football. But I think the Colts come back and they win this game 17-10. Carolina going to 4-2, defeating the Chicago Bears 31-16. I like it. I like it. I think this is going to be a huge Mike Davis game. And and one Mike Davis revenge game, you know, because he got cut by the Bears. Yep. Um. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the Panthers also get a dub here, and I'm gonna go twenty-one to nine. Um, you know how we feel about the Jets on this podcast. Dolphins forty-one to seven. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'm gonna go. <laughs> Joe Flacco is gonna lead them to their first win this week, Ian. Okay. Oh, another person picking the hapless Jets. Carl did this two weeks ago. Actually, no, no, no. Everybody in the Pick'em group picked the Jets to yeah. beat the, uh, the Broncos Bron- the other week. I'm going because the Dolphins just make no sense to me. No, like, they they're don't. so good, and then they're so bad. Um, 
No, nah, I'm just kidding. I can't do it. I'm going Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> the Dolphins will win this game, but I think the Jets play a little better than we've seen, but still not good. Um, James Crowder's going to eat, but Dolphins do win this game. I'm going to say 27 to 17. Um, Carolina. Yeah, Carolina advances to first in the NFC South. Green Bay beats Tampa 35-32. Yeah, Tampa's going to fall. It's it's weird seeing how they're not playing bad, but they're not playing good. I think Green Bay does win this game um, 35-27. Yeah, that would that'd put Green Bay pretty in control of the NFC North. Yeah, the whole league, really. To, yeah, uh, the Rams actually win a game not against the NFC East, twenty-eight thirteen over San Francisco. Yeah, um, after seeing the 49ers play last week, I don't really know if I take them over many teams right now. I'm definitely going with the Rams, and I'm gonna say this is a big, this is a big Cam Akers game as I was saying earlier. But I'm saying the Rams definitely pull out a win. It's gonna be twenty-eight to thirteen. Got Kansas City bouncing back, handling Buffalo their second straight loss, 38-31. Honestly, that was perfectly sad. I think that Kansas City does win, and I think it will be a close game, pretty high scoring. And honestly, I'm just going to agree with you on the score on this one, I like 38-31. Yeah, I don't I, think Le'Veon plays in this game because he's got to go through all the COVID stuff, but... He shouldn't. He has a five-day stretch where he can't play. Yeah. He has to do anything. Um but yeah, it's gonna go crazy when Clyde goes for like a buck fifty in this game, and then I bring in a running back next week. Yeah, um, Chiefs play the Jets in a couple weeks, so uh, yeah, that'll be Le'Veon's game. And I was really hoping it would be on the Bills. By the way, I was yeah, really hoping. Um, I've got Dallas beating Arizona thirty-five thirty-two. I do think Andy Dons. He's He's good. He's a lot better than people like give him credit for. This is the most talented team, but I I don't trust that defense. So I'm going. I don't I'm blame going. you. DeAndre Hopkins is a man. <laughs> He's like a tough dude. So it's I'm gonna say Cardinals win this game. Thirty-five to twenty-eight. Yeah, I could see that. Um. I am going to take pride in the fact that the only team to stop Hopkins this year was my own in week four. So, seven catches, 41 yards. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, Andy Dalton's fine. He's going to get what he needs to get done. But I love Buddha to death, but I never want to hear a Pro Bowl excuse. Yeah, that one, I was like, I do really think Andy Dalton will do fine there. Because, um, I mean, this is easily the most talented team. Even the offensive line is like 100 times better than whatever Cincinnati gave him. Besides Andrew Whitworth, they had one stretch where they had Whitworth and Kevin Zeitler. That was pretty good. But after that, they just let him go, and then Andy Dalton died. Yeah. Um, but I do think he could play really good football. And I don't think people are underestimating how good Andy Dalton did do. Yeah, like I said, the Bengals of all teams. Took him to the playoffs with a good receiving core, but definitely not as good as this. No, not nowhere near as good as Dallas. Is not right to now. mention you have Zeke behind you. Uh, not Jeremy Hill. Yeah, Zeke so. and CD and Cooper yeah. and Gallup and Dalton Schultz. Yeah. And yeah. It's a really, it's good. really good offense. He's going to make a lot of money, I think. Oh, yeah. I think he's a he's a Ryan Tannehill 
type season. And I'm not saying he's going to end like they're going to the NFC Championship, but I'm saying like I think he's going to take advantage of this. And he could, if he plays well, he could honestly end up getting a job next year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't think Dallas is going to let him go anywhere. Just That's, considering you don't know, you you just don't know with injuries when your bone sticks out of skin. So, right. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Kevin Ware style. Yeah, but I just it's. I mean, I don't even know who's on bye weeks. I mean, the Chargers are there. Saints are there. Raiders are there. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I, think I know. I, was, I know the Lions and Packers were last week. Yeah. Um. I think I can't remember anymore. Oh, here's the only thing I know: Carolina's bye week isn't until week thirteen. That's solid. That way you can celebrate the after you beat us week twelve. <laughs> um. I hope Teddy like I hope Teddy just kills us. That's one of the greatest things. I'm just really glad I'm seeing. It's the most bittersweet, actually, is the best word to describe how Teddy's playing. Because, yeah. like, I, I know why the Vikings didn't bring Teddy back, but it just sucks seeing Teddy play so good somewhere else. But it's also so nice at the same time. Yeah, uh, he's done really well. Uh, wasn't great in the Tampa game. Yeah. But he's been he's been great the last two weeks. Yeah, we, we couldn't, couldn't have done it back then because of... The uncertainty and stuff, but uh, I just wish I would have. I wish I would always seen Teddy playing purple. He was just one of those guys you love to root for. Yeah, uh, I, I I love Teddy. I love this team. Interested to see what happens when McCaffrey comes back, um, which is probably going to be against New Orleans, right? Which I'm fine with because I want to beat them so bad. <laughs> I hate them so full much. <laughs> I'd love to have the team full strength for that game. Me too. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, that's probably gonna do it for episode nineteen. We had everyone here, and then three people, and then two people, and that's kind of how it goes around here. Everybody just kind of cuts in and out. Um, but it's nice having you on, man. Yeah, thank y'all for having me this time. Definitely a cool experience. And <laughs> of course, you're welcome back anytime. Um, if you really want to hear something funny, two weeks. When Delby and Buddha talk about the Eagles Cowboys game, you got a taste to. of it. You got a taste of it. They're yeah, insane. I might have to be here for that one just They're to insane. listen. Um, Not uh, to talk, to listen the whole time. Yeah, oh, and that's also the week we go over the, pay, the Saints and Carolina game, too. So you'll get to hear probably me get pissed off, too. But yeah, guys, it's going to do it for episode 19. Carl was here, Delby was here, Buddha was here, Jordan as our special guest. I'm doing the signing off like always. We will see y'all next week for episode 20. The boys out.